An email list will be the biggest asset that you own as an entrepreneur. Mine is the number one way that I drive profits into my business. And I am teaching you exactly what to do in order to grow and serve yours. My signature course on email list building, the list to launch lab is now open for brand new students right now. Learn more at jennacutcher.com slash email. Now, if you are someone asking questions like, what do I say and when, and how do I grow an email list even if I don't have a website? And what if I'm no good at the tech stuff? Well, I've heard questions just like these for years. And in fact, I used to ask them myself, but I've got the answers and my email list has the receipts to prove it. Inside of the List to Launch Lab, you will get fluff-free content that you can take on the go and learn in whatever setting works best for you, swipe files and email templates so you're never stuck on what to say next, plug and play designed guides so that you can get your freebie done in no time, plus the strategies that give me thousands of new subscribers every single week. We also added a mini mastermind style bonus module featuring five next level lessons from some of the industry's best list builders, all included when you join. Let me hold your hand through the process and teach you everything you need to know so that you can finally get the email list building results and the business growth that you've been searching for. Join me inside at jennacutcher.com forward slash email before the doors close at midnight on May 22nd. That's jennacutcher.com forward slash email. I can't wait to see you inside. I hope that someday you do become an expert, that you feel like you're an expert, but remember, you don't have to wait for that to be your you know, title before you begin. How can you be just further down the path and guiding someone along the journey with you? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. So imagine this with me. If I were to sit down with you for a cup of coffee and ask you about launching your own digital course, what would your response be? Now, more often than not, when I do ask people this question, I met with a look that feels like I asked when they're launching their next rocket to Mars. For a lot of people, this can feel like a massive move, something for when all the ducks are in a row and the stars are aligned. But here's the thing. Creating your own course will always stay a dream out of reach until you really take a look at what it takes to create and launch your own. And the good news is that it's way easier than you think. Nothing like rocket science. And that's why I'm here to answer your real questions about digital courses. And you asked some really important ones about how to know when you're ready and what you need to have in order to start how to take care of students, and where I think the online course world is headed. We're getting you set today. Before we even dive in though, I want to make sure you know about another learning opportunity to bring your course ideas to life. 
my friend and course creation extraordinaire, Amy Porterfield is leading a masterclass on how to recession proof your business with one digital course. She's going to be sharing five strategies to create and launch a profitable digital course from scratch. And you can save your seat for free today at learnfromamy.com. That's learnfromamy.com. She is the person who taught me pretty much everything I know about this online course world, and I don't want for you to miss her masterclass. So without further ado, let's get right into it, shall we? If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, you'll love the full lineup of business and entrepreneurial focused podcasts on the HubSpot Podcast Network, like Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. JJ Peterson. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and, more importantly, make it work. He's got a robust catalog of ready-to-binge episodes like why your videos aren't engaging customers, an amazing no-cost strategy to get more leads, and how to build your social media content calendar. Listening to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there, Kylie. Hey, Jenna. I just sounded like Amy Porterfield when I said that. I talk to her all the time. And so whenever she talks, she's always like, hey there, I feel like I just sounded like my friend. <laughs> well, that's perfect. <laughs> Since we're kind of talking about, well, I remember the story, the origin story of your whole course creator journey started oh yes. with Amy Porterfield, yes. which is kind of wild. And now you guys are on voice texting terms. You're like yes. business besties. Oh. So I think it's only appropriate that you kind of mimicked her voice or not even really mimicked. You just kind of sounded like her naturally. Okay. Can I tell you this story really quick? I literally texted this to her yesterday. I found this email that I sent to her. I think it was like maybe like 2016. Can I read it to you? It, it, you're yeah, gonna die. yeah, please. Okay. So I sent this to Amy before she even knew I existed. And here's what this email said. I'm actually very proud of myself that this is what I sent to like my hero. Okay, so it says, Hi, Amy. My name is Jenna <laughs> Kutcher and I'm a wedding photographer based in Wisconsin. I started listening to your podcast and am a student of both of your paid programs. I want to take my education to the next level. And in order to do so, I know I need to invest in knowledge. I would love to work with you, but I know you're a busy gal. So if you don't offer one-on-one -on -one business coaching, would you please recommend someone who you trust? You are the best, Jenna Kutcher. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's like out on a limb, big time. Totally out on a limb. And you know what's so funny is I sent this to Amy because I love to like just remind her once a year of like where we started. <laughs> she inspired me to start my podcast because, you know, even looking at how I worded that, like I was a listener of her podcast, then I bought her programs. I just really like I consumed every bit of content she put out. And so I was like, I love how bold I was. And you know, what's wild is that she wasn't doing one on one coaching, which I knew because I listened to her show. But she like connected me to other people who helped me enter into the digital course creation world, which then she pivoted into which thank God she did because she's the best at it. But I just like love that reminder of like one, just how you never know who you're impacting through the content you're creating. But two, it's never too late to like reach out to someone that inspires you and ask for help, which I love. Yeah, no, I love that. Thanks for reading that email. <laughs> it also sometimes makes me think I a little bit. my old self and sometimes I want to hug her because I'm like, you are gutsy. Right, so, right. So 
then on the topic of courses, I know it's something we've talked about on the show a lot because it is such a big foundational part of your business. And this, you know, the brand really has a huge foundation in digital course creation and you're an educator online. So I know at risk of being redundant, can you just give us a little backstory of Jenna, the course creator, how that all started? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when I was a wedding photographer, I started to hear more about the digital course space. And I was at a season of entrepreneurship where my wedding season was about six months of the year being in the Midwest. And then I would have six months of a slower season. And in that slower season, I started mentoring other photographers because I was getting so many questions. Like people would be like, how did you grow so fast? Or like, what does your pricing guide look like? Or how did you build your WordPress site? Like all these different things. And so I remember actually Facebook memories reminded me the other day, I'd put up a post and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to start mentoring other photographers. Would anyone want to come to our apartment? And I'll do like a half day or a full day session based off of what you need. And so I started doing these little mentor sessions. We lived in a tiny little village of 1200 people in our first apartment ever. It was right after we had gotten married. And I started realizing that people were asking me the same things. Like after doing five of these mentor sessions, I was answering the same things. I was giving the same templates. I was, you know, walking people through the same strategies. And I was like, okay, one, this is awesome, but it's not scalable. Two, I'm getting bored of saying the same thing over and over again. And three, clearly there are themes that people need help with. And so I actually ended up investing in my first online course and it was not cheap. The The world was very different than it is today. I think it was like $5,000. Oh, wow. But I invested in it on the premise and the promise that the creator would actually teach me to do what he was doing. So like I didn't even necessarily want the course itself. I wanted to see how did he build it? How did he deliver it? What was the experience like? All of those things. Because I knew that like I have this tendency to overcomplicate. Like if I don't know what platform to use, I open up 8 million tabs and I get so overwhelmed that I just don't make a decision. And so I invested in it knowing, hey, I'm going to get the back end and that's what I really need help with. Because there wasn't you know, things like Digital Course Academy or things like that out there at the time. And so... I ended up taking this online course and then building my first one. It was called the Jenna Kutcher course. Oh, what a name. It was a six-week program and it was audio only, which really should have been my first hint at you're going to be a podcast today. <laughs> I remember literally sitting in my bed and recording like each module. And honestly, I listened to them. And while my voice and delivery has significantly improved over the years, the content was actually really solid. And on top of delivering the six-week program, I was doing these one-on-one -on -one calls with every single student who joined. And that was my first dip in the water of online courses. And that was years ago. And I remember, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I remember my first launch, like matching my corporate salary of one year. And I was like, okay, game over. I'm in. <laughs> I get it. I see it. And I also get to witness people's lives change, like sign me up for the rest of my life. And yeah, so far for the rest of my life, that has been a massive part of my business. Jeez, that first launch must have just been so confidence building and oh, like was, proof of concept nuts. and everything you need to really go all in. Yeah, it was 
it was so crazy. And like, you know, when you walk into a restaurant and they have like their first dollar they ever made framed. Yeah. Like I remember like the first person who bought my course and I was like, okay, if I can even find five people, just like that one person, this is literally life changing. And, you know, it's just this beautiful thing where it's like a lot of times we're like so focused on the masses that we forget like the power of one And so it was like that first person that was like, yep, I'm in. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's more people just like them that's going to find value in this that I can help. Like, it's just so incredible. I always love hearing the origin story of the (laughs) Jenna Kutcher course and that whole timeline, because now I'm on the other end of it, you know, 10 plus years later of your entrepreneurial journey. And I'm I'm seeing the proof that digital courses really can transform businesses and lives and people. So... I'm excited because we came up with this idea to ask our Facebook group, the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook group, what questions do you have about digital courses? And these questions all come from people who are the Jenna Kutcher from 10 years ago, before the Jenna Kutcher course existed. They're kind of standing at that point where maybe they have a spark of an idea, but the confidence isn't there or they're unsure of how to navigate it and go forward. So I'm excited to ask you these questions from day one people or like day zero people, really. Let's do it. Okay. Starting off strong with such a problem that I see, definitely a confidence issue for someone who's not sure if they should create a course. Gabriela Valdez wants to know, do I know enough? I love that question. I think that's a question we could ask ourselves for the rest of our lives, right? Mm. Even in writing my book, I had to keep reminding myself, like, here's what I know so far. Like, that is like how I moved through the process because here's what I know so far about these certain things. And guess what? That invites in this opportunity to evolve and change. But do you know enough? Have you gotten yourself a result? Have you gotten someone else a result? Like that's where you begin. And I think a lot of times when it comes to course creation or even like poising yourself as an educator, there is this massive identity crisis and imposter syndrome really rears its head. And I think that is so natural. And I think if you don't feel that, I'd be shocked because that question is like, who am I to teach this, right? Like, who am I to tell somebody how to do something? Do you know enough? Have you studied it? Have you learned from other people? Have you invested in learning this thing? What does that look like? And it doesn't mean like invested money. It means like investing time. I was recently walking through a loss, a pregnancy loss with somebody close to me. And I would never, ever pose myself as like an educator on that topic. But I realized like I devoted hours upon hours of learning and scouring the forums and reading medical journals and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on doctor's visits and stuff. While I don't know everything, I know a lot to help somebody through it. And I'm saying this as in your knowledge does not have to be monetized, right? Your knowledge can literally just make a difference in someone else's life. And so if you need proof that you know enough, start for free, start helping someone else transform, start testing what has worked for you to see if it works for other people. Just like I did those mentor sessions in my living room in my apartment That was helping me really find the confidence that one, this works for other people. It's not just reserved for me, but two, I can help other people. Mm. So 
That kind of rolls into the next question then, because Esther Marani wants to know, what do you do when you know how to do so many things or you know how to figure out how to do so many things, but you don't feel like you're an expert. So you don't feel like you're in a place to teach others. That expert word is sometimes a hang up. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a beautiful problem. You know how to do so many things. That's like the coolest problem to have. Like what a great human experience. One thing that Amy Porterfield teaches in this is that you just have to have the 10% edge. What that means is like, you do not need to be miles beyond the people that you're leading. You need to be steps ahead of them. And honestly, Kylie, I feel like this is sometimes where people go wrong is that they are so proficient in what they teach that they forget what it was like to start, right? Like, have you ever had a teacher? I remember I had this teacher in high school who was teaching chemistry and he he was so immersed in the world of chemistry that he really struggled with like explaining it to people that weren't obsessed with it or that didn't get it or that weren't natural at it. And it was so hard to be his student because he would just talk like everything was common sense. Like surely everyone knows this when like in reality, none of us knew it. And I really struggled learning. And One of the things that I have loved in my career, and I think part of the reason why I've been able to find, quote, success, is that I have walked people through things as I'm moving through them, right? Like, even in the book writing process, like Amy Porterfield and I literally talk daily, daily. And she's writing a book, I wrote a book. And like, I was sharing my experience as I was moving through it, because I'm just months ahead of her, right? So I'm like, this is working. This isn't working. I would do this. I wouldn't do this. And at one point I was joking and I was like, please tell me you're taking notes on what I'm sending you. Cause I'm no, I'm not going to remember all of this. And she's like, Oh no, I have a whole notebook of notes off of what you're telling me. Like, this is so helpful. And so the 10% edge is really, really crucial. And I hope that someday you do become an expert that you feel like you're an expert, but remember, you don't have to wait for that to be your you know, title before you begin. How can you be just further down the path and guiding someone along the journey with you? Well, so then to summarize, it's not about being the expert or knowing everything about one thing. It's a knowing enough about something to share it with somebody else and help them get a result. Yes. Is that? Okay. Okay. I'm taking notes over here too. All right. So then the other thing that usually comes up when it comes to creating a course is obviously you want to create a course to sell, to make money, and you need people to sell too. And a lot of people are like, wait, I'm not sure my audience is big enough. So Katie Walsh wants to know, what are your tips for marketing a course when you're just getting started building your audience? Or really, what's the benchmark of a right time quote to start and launch to? Okay, so when I launched my first program, I had an email list of around 500. And I had been growing my email list while I was developing and building the course. So I, my one regret, because I don't have a lot of them, my one regret in business was that I waited so long to start my email list. And I even was way ahead of the time on that. But like still, when I think about all the years of being an entrepreneur without having an email list, list, and Amy agrees on this as well. Like we talk about this all the time. Like My email list is the number one priority in my business. It is the number one indicator of my business's health. It is the number one results driver in everything that I do. And so if you do not have an email list, you want to start building one today. If you need help with that, I have a really good mini course. It is absolutely free. We've had over 
53,000 people take this. So that's bananas. Isn't that insane? If you are like, if you're tiptoeing towards the starting line, there are 53,000 people that will pull you along the path that are investing and learning about starting an email list. It is a five day mini, mini program with tutorials called the zero to 250 challenge. You can go to listbuildchallenge.com. It's listbuildchallenge. But regardless, when you think about it, like I always talk about you want to have a list to launch to, right? And a lot of people are so focused on social media. Social media is incredible. It's awesome. If you have big numbers there, congratulations. But your email list is going to be people who have already seen the value that you can offer and exchange something of value in return, which is access to their inbox. And so Amy has taught over the years, you want to have between 250 to 500 people on your list before you launch a program. She's had students that have, you know, a hundred people on their list do $12,000 launches, but you want to be growing your list while you're building your course. And it's honestly a really cool thing to be doing because when you have an email list, you can test out ideas, you can ask questions, you can see what people are most interested in, you can test out ideas. And one thing I love that Amy does and teaches is she has this way so that you can get your first 10 sales before you even start building your course. And what that does is it validates your offer. It brings in cash flow before you start getting too deep on a topic or something that might not resonate. And it also just gives you the confidence of like, people are willing to invest in learning what I already know. So start growing your email list. If you need help, go to listbuildchallenge.com. It's a really great tool to get started. It walks you through how to create the sign-up form, how to send the email, like all these different things. And grow your list while you are building out your course. It doesn't have to take you a lot of time, but your email list is going to be the biggest indicator of the success of your launch. And so you don't want to leave that for last. You know the phrase, easy as pie, right? Well, anyone who's actually made a pie from scratch, from the buttery, flaky crust to the perfectly sweet filling, knows that making pies is, in fact, very difficult. But you know what is easy? Integrating, automating, and scaling your business with HubSpot. The HubSpot CRM platform seamlessly transforms customer data into usable insights. Like, what's the average time it takes to respond to a customer service request? And how can we get better at it? The HubSpot Service Hub brings all your data and support channels into one place so your team can spend less time hunting for information and more time delighting your customers. Plus, seamless connectivity with marketing and sales hubs means every person on your team has a crystal clear picture of your customer. It's easy as HubSpot. Learn how HubSpot can make it easier for your business to grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer 
team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Do you think people underestimate the size of the audience that they do have or like they just don't see the power in what they already have? Yeah. Oh, all the time. And it's really crazy too. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot in terms of my own business is like, it is so much better to show up for the people that are already there and to serve them so well than to be always focused on getting more. What I mean by that is like when I did my first launch, I'm pretty sure I had around 500 people on my email list. But I was personally getting on one-on-one phone calls with every person who even thought that my program would be the right fit for them. And I wanted to just serve people so well and give them such an incredible experience and help them build up their own confidence in themselves. And so I think in a world that is so fixated on like more, 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 more is incredible, but it's not always better. And I think the best way to get more is to serve the people who are already there. They are going to come back and they're going to bring friends. Hmm. So then this is a perfect segue because the next question is from Lisa Holloway and she wants to know what's the difference between what is needed to launch a course and what is a nice to have before you launch. And I have a feeling the email list is on the needed side, but what else? What's on either side of that list? Okay. So needed side, absolutely email list. So you have a list to launch to because you don't want to just like throw it out there and like hear crickets, right? You have to have a way to get your offer in front of people. You need to have some sort of framework that will get people results. And you need to know how to lay things out in a way that will guide people on the path, right? Because one of the things that I think is a tendency when you think about the online course world is that you're just like, I just want to sell the course, but like you want the course to actually generate results or else no one's going to take it again, or you're going to get refund requests or like all of those different things. And so you have to have a framework that you feel confident in that is going to guide people on the path. Now, nice to have is, you know, a video production team, a studio, (laughs) like all of these different things that increase your production value. To this day, I actually was just talking to Amy about this because she re-records her program every other year, like the full thing from start to finish. Wow. And I said, that is like pure devotion. Cause I told her every single time she launches it, it is such a good program. I take it every time. I'm like, how could you make this better? And she just has this really like utter devotion to the art of it, but also she listens so well to her students. And I said, for me, I never have done a video course. I love doing slides and voiceovers because I can go in and edit my program any day of the week. If there's anything that changes in the system or the platform or anything like that. And so you can have really big production value, but you don't need it. And I've never used that to teach my programs. The other thing that you need is like a place to host it. You need you need those things that I was willing to invest in learning all those years ago when I signed up for that program and said, 
all I want to do is like experience this and see how I can take how you do it and do it for what I want to teach. And so I wanted to adopt all of those things that overwhelm me, that really paralyze me in making decisions. And so those are things like a host, a way to record your program, the right framework, and then of course, a list to launch to. You know, the production value thing and doing a video course and Amy re-recording her course every other year or whatever the schedule was, if that freaks you out in this moment, because the idea of doing a video course to me is like a hard pass. Same. Like if that's something that's going to disqualify you from creating this course that you have in your brain, then don't do a video course. Like there's so many options, right? Amen. (laughs) Well, and that's what we teach about, like even on this podcast of like, Figure out the method that you can show up for the easiest. Like I always talk about like when I think about online courses, think of the lowest hanging fruit in multiple ways. Think of the lowest hanging fruit as in like, how can you literally just show up and start teaching? Is it on Facebook Live? You could do a private community. Is it, you know, just audio only? Is it audio and slides? Like how can you make it the most uncomplicated, easy to approach way of how you like to show up and serve And that is where you need to start. And honestly, like I haven't changed my method, even though I know a lot of other people do it in different ways, because I just know I want to do it in a way that feels right for me and in a way that doesn't allow me to be paralyzed and procrastinate because everything isn't perfect. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, if I had to show up on camera, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I was actually going to text you this morning and be like, hey, do you want to do a video podcast? And then I was like, no, no, my God, don't do that. If you turned the camera on right now, I would have to explain what the heck I'm wearing because the late stage pregnancy outfits are something else, man. There's something else. There's something else. All right. So I think another fear too for a first time course creator or an educator online is like, wait, what if somebody buys this course and they don't finish it or they don't learn anything? Like, what do I do? Lizzie Colombo asks, what's a way to ensure students make it through the entire course, like setting up the format of the content to support a student? And then the second part of that question is pricing. So another roadblock to actually acting on the course idea. Yeah. Okay. So there are a lot of stats out there that are really sad about the percentage of students that actually complete their programs. And there are so many different incredible strategies to help you help your students. The first one, and I'm going to talk about this in depth in just a few minutes, but the first one is how can you simplify the content and have zero fluff? Have you ever, Kylie, the other day I was looking at like how to replace a battery in something and I was like YouTubing videos and like they were like 20 minutes long and I literally just needed like a 10 second chunk to understand how to like get a certain piece off of something. Like, you know, (laughs) it's 20 minutes of somebody droning on when I just need a 10 second chunk. And so it's like, how can you remove all of the excess and just make it so simple, clear and easy to approach. So how can you make it really easy for somebody to move through? The second part of that is that a lot of people have signed up for courses in the past and not finished them. And a lot of people are walking around with guilt and shame that they thought they were going to follow through and they didn't. And so how can you relieve people of that guilt and shame, but explain why this time is going to be different? And you know why it's going to be different? Because you have the strategies to make it different. So how can you explain how you as a course creator or your course in and of itself is going to simplify the process so that people can actually complete it. 
there are different ways you can do this. You can gamify your course. I've seen courses where when you complete a certain section, you can unlock a bonus or things like that, where it's almost gamified, where you want to keep moving because you're collecting tokens on the path or things like that. There are also strategies where, you know, once somebody completes something, then they get a bonus. There are a lot of different ways that you can set it up to incentivize people to keep moving through it. Another way is adding additional support. So whether you are doing live Q&As, whether you have a team member following up, whether you have extra coaching available, whether you have you know live streams or Zoom calls that people can attend once they've completed a certain thing. I know for me, I've taken some different courses and like, to me, it is way more exciting to know like I need to get through this material so that I can get the extra value being delivered. The other thing too is, when you set up your course, I always like to reverse engineer it. So I ask myself, what is a finished product that somebody will get if they take this program and you want it to be literally like a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. You want to be able to say, you know, after you take this course, you'll be able to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your already created content in under an hour a week, right? That's a smart goal. That's for our Pinterest lab. And then I asked myself, you know, what are the three to five steps that somebody has to take in order to achieve that goal? You don't want to have a 12 step process. You don't want to have it be too complicated. And so you want to very much simplify. And then lastly, strategies for pricing the course. So you have to look at a few different things. Like what is the value that you are offering and how would somebody look at that value? A lot of times we tend to cheapen the price of what we're offering because we're nervous that somebody won't pay for it. But there are so many different ways where you can test the market or you can start at a lower ticket and move it up or you can start at a higher ticket with a higher touch point as the teacher and move down. Amy teaches a ton of pricing strategies that are actual gold and will earn you gold. But I love this because, you know, I've had programs like my first course was $2,500, but I did weekly calls with every single student. I remember that season of life, I had 25 students at $2,500. It matched my corporate salary in one launch. But then for six weeks, I was getting on 25 phone calls. That's a lot. It's a lot. And I learned my lesson then of like, okay, I'd actually rather sell a lower priced program and not be one-on-one coaching my way through it. Right. And so you can kind of move through. I now have courses that are $97 all the way up to $4.99. And in this season of life, I would rather have a low price point, low touch point program than a high ticket offer where I am on the line. Right. So you have to kind of evaluate how involved you want to be how big are these results that you're going to get people and how much are people willing to pay to learn that thing. I think that's, again, a great reminder that if a strategy to a certain course format doesn't work for you or freaks you out or makes you want to not do it, then don't do it. Don't Mm -hmm. add the one-on-one calls if that's something that immediately is a no for you. I think Let it go without apology. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, honestly, I'm so glad I did that because I learned so much about like 
here's how I can be clearer in explaining this or like, here's something that maybe I forgot. And so I do think that if there is some sort of way to be collecting feedback as you are building your curriculum or as you're guiding people through, I think it's beautiful because I think that feedback is so valuable. But the other side of the feedback was the feedback I was learning about myself where I was like, I'm not enjoying all of this one-on-one. How can I create a less high touch program. And that's exactly what I went on to do. If you feel like, you know, you're starting over, you're starting over something with experience and that's totally different. And so I love testing things out and figuring out, Oh, this worked. You're like, Oh, I didn't like how this worked. And that's what's so beautiful about the online world. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. 
On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yes. Okay. So... Louisa Ford wants to know, and I can't wait to hear your take on this mm-hmm. as someone who I know is obsessed with automation. Yes. What parts of a course can you kind of set and forget so you don't have to work 24-7? And what parts of it can you not set and forget? Okay. So there are so many things that I love about the online course world. And one of them is, is if you build your course correctly, a lot of times that content will stand the test of times. For example... We were just revisiting one of my programs that we built years ago and we refresh our programs like every six months. And I had a new member of our team go through that program. Like as a student, I wanted to know like, is this clear? Does this make sense? And she was like, honestly, you don't really have to change anything. You built this so well. And so the content in and of itself, if you build it strategically and you do it thoughtfully and it's on a topic that isn't ever changing a lot of times you can set that up and not forget about it, just revisit it. But you do so with the lens of like, I did this so thoughtfully the first time. What I think you cannot set and forget are all of the supporting materials that get your program in front of people. Something that I always find so fascinating, especially in the online course world, is people spend so much time and energy on the inside of their course that they forget that if they don't spend the time and energy on how they are going to market the course, nobody's actually going to enjoy what they built inside of it. Right? Right. So it's like a lot of times I'll see online course creators are spending months and months and months developing their course. And then they spend like a week on how they're going to market it. And they're forgetting that like, no one's actually going to get to reap the rewards of all of your hard work in the course if you don't lead them to it and help them qualify themselves as a purchaser. And so you want to always be looking at, you know, all of the promotional assets. Like if you're running ads, are the ad graphics and the copy is, is that converting? Is the webinar good? Is the sales page up to date and current? Like all of those things. And we've talked about all of these different methods that we do inside of our business, like lazy launches and what that looks like and live launches and all these different things. But I think you always want to keep your pulse on the promotional piece of it because you want people to experience all the incredible things that you put inside of the program itself. One thing that I learned because I've been a part of, you know, helping revamp some of the courses behind the scenes for, for you, Jenna, I learned my first time around that if you put like a, if you're teaching about a specific platform in a course, like in the podcast lab, we were teaching about a specific hosting platform and we first included screenshots and screen flows of that platform. Well, wouldn't you know it, that platform revamped and rebranded and suddenly all of our screenshots looked out of date. So in the next iteration, 
we instead opted for more of a step-by-step list that was very easy to follow, but also much easier to update in the future if the steps changed on that specific platform. So I've even learned from my own, not mistakes, but just like doing it one way the first time and realizing, oh, I just created way more work for us. So there's always ways to do it. Even looking at like, because we've recorded many different versions of my different programs and every time we get smarter about it, in terms of like, how are we doing this in a way that stands the test of times and anything that is super specific? How do we break that out into a separate piece so that if anything changes or updates, we're just recording a small piece of the course and not an entire module, if that makes sense. And so I love yeah. that like strategic creation mind because it'll save you a lot of time in the long run. Mm, absolutely. So I can't wait to hear your take on this. We've talked a lot about courses. We have a whole library of episodes of the Gold Digger podcast about course creation. We've attacked the topic every different way. You've been in it for a really long time. Has it been 10 years since your first course or? No, I think my first course was like 2016. Okay. Still quite a solid chunk of time. And courses have been around for a while. But Amanda Rush wants to know, where do you see the online course world headed in the future? And second part of that, should we be on the lookout for any new JK courses? Oh, I love this. Okay. So Here's what I will say. I think that the online course world is shifting to more specific and niche courses that are shorter. And here's what I mean by that. When I gave the example earlier about like looking up the YouTube video and seeing a 20 minute thing when I really just needed 10 seconds of it, we don't have the patience anymore for that, right? Like we want, I would way rather pay and take a one hour masterclass and know that I can learn how to do something in that one hour, then take a 50 module, eight week program with a 96 page workbook. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so cool about like more of like a micro course approach is that people will build up their confidence in themselves to follow through, to harness that power of knowledge, to get themselves results, which will make them want to take more courses, right? Like there is something so powerful And when you follow through on something that you said you were going to do or that you invest in, that is addicting where you're like, now I want to learn something else. And so I foresee gone are the days of like everything in the kitchen sink inside of a program and like welcoming in and ushering in this idea of like shorter courses that teach you something very specific that allow you to get faster results and simultaneously build your belief and your confidence in yourself. So like, I love that like our Pinterest program is two and a half hours. Like I love that people can literally take it in one day and start to get results. Like I don't want to delay anyone's success. And so that's what I think is coming. And I think that what's beautiful about that is that just about anyone could teach something that they're so good at. Like I feel like anyone listening today, I could say, okay, I'm going to give you one hour to just like share and answer questions about something that you are super passionate about and you have to do it unprepared, ready, set, go. And I bet an idea just popped into your head about like, what would I talk about or what could I teach about? Like, I think that is a way more approachable entry point for educators as well. But it's also so cool because you can get people results so much faster. And I think that also becomes addicting as an educator. Should you be on the lookout for any new JK courses? So I literally texted Amy Porterfield yesterday 
And I sent her a text. She is such a good friend. And I said, Hey friend, would you, I said, this is what I literally said in my text. Can I ask you a friend favor? I'd love to brainstorm something for me or with me. And she goes, absolutely. I'm on a call for 30 minutes. Do you want me to call you or voice text? I'm here for you. I was like, what a good friend. But I am going to be kind of changing up some of the ways that I'm teaching. And we were just kind of talking about different ideas. And, and I asked her because I'm so inspired by all that's happening with Digital Course Academy and all these new ideas. And I just said to her, what is something that you wish you could learn from me? Like she knows me better than anyone in this business world. And so we were brewing up some different ideas on what that could look like in the future. And I just like, I love that. And maybe it'll be TBD to be determined, but I've got the best person in my back pocket to help me brainstorm what's next. Okay. That's like uh, an exclusive. I know you didn't really announce much or say anything. (laughs) That was so vague. But even me being on team Jenna Kutcher, I'm like, okay, what does Jenna have in her back pocket? What's she thinking about? You'll have to wait and see. I guess I'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Well, like I said, we have so many resources, so many episodes on the Gold Digger podcast about course creation. And it's a big topic for you, Jenna. And I always love learning from you. I always learn something. It's actually incredible that I haven't created my own course yet, given how entrenched I am in (laughs) the ecosystem with you. But this has just been, again, another fun learning experience for me. Well, I love this topic so much because it has unlocked so much of my life. And I feel like if you are listening to this and you're in this season where you're like, I want to make a bigger impact. I want to create something super intentionally and strategically once but have it live on to impact more than just one person. Or if you're tired of trading your time for money, this might be your next step. And I'm so excited for you because I have just watched online courses, not just transform my life and my family's life, but transform the lives of my students. And that is something I can get behind all day, every day. So thanks for talking about this topic with me. Once again, Kylie, I am clearly obsessed. (laughs) Thanks, Jenna. Okay, now here's the part during our coffee date together where I'd lean in and tell you that while we could tackle every little detailed question about digital courses until the cows come home, the only thing that's left is for you to learn by doing. Like most of life, talking about the goal is a very small part of it, right? But trust me, you do not have to go through this course creation learning journey alone. Your mentor and course creation genius, Amy Porterfield, is waiting for you to save your seat for her free masterclass. You don't have to be a pro. You just need to be ready to go and take action. All you have to do is head to learnfromamy.com to save your seat for her free masterclass on how to recession-proof your business with one digital course. She is going to unpack five incredible strategies to create and launch a profitable digital course from scratch. And again, you can save your seat at learnfromamy.com. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I cannot wait to see what you teach online. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 
Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.